Welcome into Inside the Den, your look inside Lee's McRae Athletics. Inside the Den is produced for the sole purpose of keeping Bobcat fans in the know and can be found on our website, lmcbobcats.com, or on SoundCloud. Just search Lee's McRae Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tim Hall. We are back at it, Inside the Den, Lee's McRae Athletics. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have another special episode for you. Today we're going to focus on a couple of international athletes. We've got Matthew Armstrong from the men's cycling team and Arsham Mirzari from the men's swimming team. Both coming from overseas, faraway lands, have landed at Lee's McRae and have put together some outstanding careers here with great stories to tell. And with all that's happening in the world... I think it's even more fascinating and interesting. What maybe a lot of people don't realize is our international students at Lee's McRae make up a big part of who we are. And their contributions do not go unnoticed by us coaches and staff. And we want to tell a couple of those stories today. So, thanks for tuning in. Sit back, enjoy, and go Bobcats. Next up on Inside the Den, guest Matthew Armstrong. Matthew comes to Lee's McRae uh, through Northern Ireland and is on the men's cycling team here at the college. Matthew, thanks for being on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yep, you're welcome. Well, you have a unique perspective. Uh, as an international student on campus, and even more so with what's happening in the world right now. But first, I want the listeners to learn about uh, you, where you're from, and why and how did you end up at Lee's McRae? <laughs> so, I'm from a really small, really, really small town in uh, Northern Ireland called Anahilt, which is maybe a 45-minute drive from the capital city of Belfast and then it would also be maybe a 40 minute drive from the coast so it's sort of right in the middle and it's it's really in the middle of nowhere like it's in the countryside like I have cows for neighbors you know it's <laughs> it, it's it's not the most exciting place in the world but it's it's still a great place and I started cycling maybe when I was 14 and I'd go out to my local club and I'd get dropped every every Saturday and one of them would sort of cut off like halfway through the ride and ride back with me until until I could sort of stay with them. And I started racing competitively, sort of as an under 16. And I was never really up to too much. But then when I started racing as a junior, I did a few stage races for sort of my, my province, the like the Ulster team, which was definitely a big thing for me. But I, was no, I, I just wasn't on the same level as a lot of the juniors that would be on the national team for races such as like the junior tour of ireland things like that but i still loved riding i love riding my bike every day um so then when it came to my final year in high school i so so we're pretty much we're not forced but we're pushed heavily to attend university in the first place but somewhere within mainland uk whether it be england scotland wales northern ireland or the republic of ireland um I knew from when I was about 14 or 15 that like I just didn't want to do this. My 
my sister goes to university in, in England and she absolutely loves it, but I just knew it wasn't for me. So with the help of my parents, when I was maybe even 16, 17, we started looking into the collegiate system, you know, because that like that's completely bizarre to us. You know, we've we've never come across that um and the school, like they they just weren't interested in even helping really. Like it was it was my parents more than anyone that did a lot of research into it and like it, it was something completely different, you know, like it was I I visited the uh, the US before but I'd never been to North Carolina or I'd only been to a few sort of of the touristy states. Yeah. So So uh, you're you're going you and your family are going through this search and you come across Lee's McRae. Then what happened? So came across Lee's McRae and I came across came across Midwestern State University in Texas. Yep along with others but the, these were the two where it's like all right like like both you and the coach there had reached out to me then at this stage and we'd sort of been talking for a while and it sort of real sort of realized like you know like my and my parents as well they sort of commit like all right like if you really want to go through with this like we can we can manage it you know so it sort of then left me the decision between these two and i i really knew nothing about either place at all um, and I was actually leaning on Midwestern State for a while, but I sort of, I thought about it a bit more and had a bit more of a look into it, and I definitely think I made the, made the right decision, but it was really just, it was just because of the area more than anything. Like, I grew up in the countryside, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, I always grew up in small communities, and that's what Lee's McCray is, so it was that appeal that, that really sort of, that was, yeah, that was the final nail in the coffin. Well, and you are wrapping up your junior year and soon to be a senior, going to graduate soon, been through an awful lot. And, of course, having been your coach that entire time, there's a lot that I know about you and the growth that I've seen you uh, go through, which has been, on my side of things, very exciting to see. Um, now that you've been here for three years, uh, you know, what – what do you love most about being at Lee's McRae? Uh, I don't know. It's like the one thing I'm I'm always trying to tell myself is just not to take it for granted because, you know, mm. like, like people people can – like they can complain about things, you know, like, oh, I've got so much homework to do today, like, oh, college, like Lee's McRae did this, you know. But think I'm thinking about the seniors, like especially the seniors in the cycling team that like they've just got it taken away. They've just got the rest of their college – life taken away from them whether it be two months or or not like yeah they're not like now they're realizing as well like oh i'm done with it maybe maybe it wasn't that bad actually maybe it was pretty good you know <laughs> yeah so like that's what i've been trying to tell myself from the start well i think that's a good perspective and you know that's a good way to transition into you know you too lost your season this spring which you had been busting your tail preparing for going all the way back to uh, October and November through your training program. And we got to race a little bit, but we missed out on the bulk of our season. We missed out on nationals. How for you personally, have you been coping with that side of things? Like it's, it's pretty frustrating obviously because like from sort of September, October, like I had trained more than I'd ever trained before, and like I knew I was in the best shape. Like 
and each week I I was getting stronger and I knew it for the first time sort of ever I get like I didn't have many results like it, we didn't race too much this semester but the ones that I did I was sort of top 10 top 5 podium in that order you know it was just sort of getting better and like those are the best results I've had in a while so things were definitely going my way but you know like something I can do about it there's nothing that anyone can do about it so it, like yeah it's frustrating but it's it's not the end of the world like it's right i'll be able to race my bike again at some stage so yeah well you know so we, you know kind of lose the season we're in the middle of online classes and with all of the travel restrictions and and things of that nature uh you're here you're in america and you're in pennsylvania at this moment uh, but you're not able to go back home. And so what's that like for you knowing you're essentially stuck here for now? Uh, you know, how is that sort of setting in for you? And then also, you know, how are things back home for your family? What are things like in relation to the virus and, uh, and the, for them as well as the country? Maybe share some perspective of what that's like to be in your shoes. So, yeah, um, so I'm at my girlfriend's house in Pennsylvania right now, and, like, her and her family have both been absolutely great because it is a weird situation to be in, you know? Like, it, like being, it's being away from home. Like, imagine if you're at college, you know, in the UK. Like, it'd be weird enough that that distance itself, like, you say an inch is as good as a mile, but it really is, you know, different time zones and all the rest. So, like, at this time, it is, it's weird, but... Yeah, like, I've been trying to sort of communicate with my family as much as possible, but I I had in my mind, like, ah, it'll be all right, it'll be over. But for me, like, I I told myself that, like, things will really sort of start to hit home when you know people that are getting this virus, you know? And, like, I didn't realize, but I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was saying, oh, oh like, did you hear he has it, like, my friend's dad, you know? Mm. And, oh, did you hear they got it? So, like another family that lived maybe four four miles away from me at home like their father got it he does a lot of traveling the entire family got it oh. they they all recovered except for the dad who's still in kidney dialysis like mm. that it's pretty unbelievable and then the, the one main thing for me was there was a girl that was at my school that was she was 15 uh or four, 14 or 15 and she died in the ambulance on the way to hospital Mm. and you know like things like that is just like they've at home they've been sort of three weeks ahead of us and that that's what i'm i've always been thinking you know and the past week is sort of when like things are sort of starting to get as like dramatic you know as bad as they have been but yeah it's it's definitely not the nicest position to be in you know but I think we're we're all trying to cope as best as we can. You know, we're all staying inside. And, like, that girl who died had asthma. And, like, obviously it's not the best mindset, but I have asthma too. And I always just, I'm, I'm taking an extra step to sort of stay, like, stay inside and out of contact from everyone, you know. Yeah. But, you well, know, it, I've got it, another. it takes on another level when those things get closer to you. Even though they're uh, across an ocean, but when you begin to know people that are directly affected by this, it hits home even harder. And to be in your shoes as an international student, um, American students just 
don't have that perspective, and uh, it's hard for them to understand just what you go through, even in the best of conditions. You know, you don't get to you don't get to easily go home during a holiday. You don't get to uh, uh, be around those that you've grown up with all your life uh, as easily as a lot of the other. Uh, students on campus and it's a different situation but you know you chose that and it's yeah, exactly. it's, it's going it's going well for you well um, hopefully things back home for uh, your people that you know and the loved ones that um, it, it goes well and everything works out fine for them uh, I've got one last question all right you have been away from campus for a few weeks now and uh, the question is, what do you miss most about Lee's McRae right now in this moment? It's definitely the routine, hmm. which is which is weird because I could have a routine anywhere. But, you know, like this semester, especially, I had a really good routine going of like getting getting to my classes early and I was doing the internship class. So getting to work, getting my training done and then anything else or sort of just homework and stuff like that and then just sort of relaxing you know and then doing some doing like something else like like going going to Boone like going to the coffee shop in Boone like little things like that you know just having that I just had a really nice routine going and then this sort of just sort of spanner in the works you know I'm trying to get it built back up as nicely as possible but it, it's yeah it's difficult right now yeah well I don't want to rub salt in the wounds but I'm going to leave you with this yesterday I rode to Boone and I stopped at Stick Boy, and I had a coffee, and I had a muffin. And uh, I should have taken a picture and sent it to you, but uh, I missed those moments as well, and I missed the routine. And uh, heck, man, miss you. So uh, hopefully we'll get you back here soon. But Matthew, thank you for sharing your story on Inside the Den today. Yeah, thanks very much. Welcome back to Inside the Den. Our next guest on the show comes to us all the way from Iran. His name is Arsham Mirzari. Arsham, thank you for being on Inside the Den today. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I'm so happy to be this episode of your podcast. Uh, as you said, my name is Arsham Mirzai from Iran. I'm coming from a pretty big town called Karaj in north part of Iran. I can say I'm a mountain boy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, yes, I was. I was born and grew up uh, in the very high area and with like lots of high mountains. Ah. Uh, yeah. So compared to North Carolina, North Carolina is very similar to my. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Hometown. Yeah, that's that's why I really love North Carolina. Well, yes. Arsham is on the men's swimming team here at Lee's McRae and has really helped put us on the map when it comes to swimming. Had a lot of success, but we want to get into what it's been like for him as an Iranian to make that transition all the way from there to the United States and pursue his dream. But you had some big dreams back home. You shared with me a little bit earlier about uh your childhood and your and your pursuit in the sport of swimming 
uh, and competing for the national team. Explain to the yes. listeners what that was like for you growing up there in Iran and getting to that level before coming here. Yes, um, my story started from when I was four years old for the first time. My parents put me in uh, summer swim camps like the other parents usually do that, like the older kids. And I started learning swimming when I was four years old. And from there, I stopped, I basically stopped like practicing swimming or doing anything else until uh, my first grade. And from there, then I back to swimming for in many different clubs and for with many different coaches and i just uh, fell in love with swimming i mean just i couldn't think about any other sports i tried some other sports like volleyball for a short time and basketball or even soccer my mother's side uh, family we all they're like a big fan of soccer my uncle was a national player professional soccer player but on my other my father's side um nobody likes soccer <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> they are like exactly opposite but i think i was like more towards my father's side and my dad is a former uh, bodybuilder and he was like uh, doing a bunch of different sports and especially uh, water sports so yeah i just fell in love with swimming i just kept swimming uh, with so my club and going for uh, different competitions yeah but uh, as you mentioned the national team uh, first time i qualified for national team when i was 15 years old yes that was the first time i invited so you, to you, the... you and your family have a lot of athletics in your blood you know it's what you love yeah. to do and you found this sport and as you said you get to be a teenager and things really begin to take off for, for you. And in mm -hmm. fact, you traveled the world competing for the national team, right? Yeah, yeah, I was I was very lucky. Uh, I uh, became a member of the uh, national team on my early teenager. And then from that, I experienced my first international competition when I was about 16. That was a, a Asian championship in Indonesia, and I I I, I still remember the, those days in very details. It was it was very scary for me at the same time to be honest, but I was ready. I was ready to just go and fight and do my best. Even I did not practice well for that specific competition, but I still made it to the final. For 50 freestyle, for the first, my that was my first experience as international swim competition, and I made it to the final. And I think that was a really good start for me to just keep up with my swimming career and just with my goals. And it helped me to motivate me a lot. Well, so yeah. and I think it's important to note that you focus on freestyle and butterfly in swimming yes and and as you said started to taste success and you get older 
and you continue to progress and do well uh, throughout uh, your education. And then it comes time for you to go to school. And so share with everyone, you know, that choice you made and why you made it to come to America. But, you know, you had the the options or lack thereof in Iran, and then you see Mm -hmm. the options here in America. Maybe share with the listeners what that was like for you and how you decided to come here. Uh, yeah, I think uh, for for the that time when I was fifteen or sixteen years old, I obviously like the other athlete. They ha- I have a big dream to be Olympic champion. Like I I was I was like okay, I'm here. I can be Olympic champion. Why not? I can do. But as I grew up, as you mentioned, I looked at the life and myself more realistic and I knew that I can I cannot be Olympic champion I can try to be Olympic champion but maybe I was not built for that or mm-hmm. maybe it's a little bit too late for that to just try but yeah uh, and after that I my first experience in world champion it helped me a lot it really helped me a lot to see myself where I am and comparing myself to the other athlete and I mean comparing is a in a good way not not yes. just telling them okay they are like much because I I have I have my own philosophy that I I always say there is a big difference between comparing and competing hmm. if you if you if you learn to compete but not comparing which I I didn't get to this point until I was like almost 19 or 20 years old. That was pretty late, but I'm still glad that I got to that point. So I'm, if somebody asks me about uh, swimming or racing or competing, I always try to tell them there's a big difference between competing and competing. You have to compete with, you are basically competing with yourself, especially yep. in the individual uh, sport like cycling, like swimming mm-hmm. or some other sport like running. Yeah. But uh, I got to the point that I feel like um, here at back home I don't have any uh, I don't have any more future in swimming. So I got to the point that I had either to choose to go a next level and something try and try something uh, better or just stay here and stop swimming. I I, I was really going to that point. So. I did not know about the college athlete NCAA that you can swim and uh, study at the same time because we don't have anything similar like that back home. Like <clears throat> you have either to be an athlete or you have to either like go and study or or go to college or anything. There's, yeah. there's nothing between. So yeah, and uh, honestly, I found out that one NCAA like maybe six, maybe a year before I came to US. And uh, that was a life changing for me. That was a life changing. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful for that. Well, and I think yeah, it's that, worth yeah. noting that you know you came from Iran and you first went mm-hmm. to Limestone College, and yes. um, you know maybe <coughs> explain how you know you chose that. Uh, and I, if I remember, they were just getting their program started, and then you went through a couple years there. They go through a transition where 
you know, uh, where they're they're making changes, and then Lee's McRae is starting their swimming program, and you have the opportunity to come here to finish your last yes. two years. Uh, maybe share that 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 process and the decisions there, and and how how big they were for you. Yeah. Uh once I decided to come to America, I started looking for many different schools uh, from California all the way to East Coast. And because I had some family in California, first I was looking more towards the West. But then a friend of mine was in Limestone. I got contact with him. And <coughs> Limestone was on uh, that time they changed uh, the coach. So coach Eddie came to Limestone right at the time that I was uh, talking to them and I was contacting to them about the scholarship and how we can make this happen. And, uh, I didn't know that, I didn't know anything about the small town called Gaffney, mm -hmm. but uh, I was looking for somewhere to start and my friend helped me and uh coach coach eddie limson helped me and i just uh, decided to come here and i knew a little bit of about limestone that they had a pretty big team they had a good team they had a bunch of internationals they had good uh, success in the past years in the conference in the national so yeah that was my um my first place that I come to America was uh, Gaffney, South Carolina. <laughs> well, so you're there for a couple years, and yes. some changes take place there that then lead for uh, Coach Sean Weddle to reach out to yes. you and extend the opportunity to come here to Lee's McRae. Mm -hmm. uh, why did you say yes to Lee's McRae? Well, uh, Limestone, as uh, as you mentioned, they decided to cut the program like a week before finals. So it was like pretty much the last week of April, and they told us, hey, there's no swimming team anymore. Mm. You can stay here and continue your studying and go from there, or you can transfer. We help you to transfer. And for me, it was... I didn't sleep for a couple of days, I remember that. And I didn't tell my parents for a couple of days because I didn't want to push, put the stress on their shoulders. Because yeah. I already know that they have lots of stress and they have to support me. But yeah, uh, that time, uh, so many different schools uh, emailed me and I tried out to uh, send some emails to the other schools. And well, as you know, Coach Sean, uh, Start the swimming program at Limestone back in 2003 or four. Yeah, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, and Coach Sean uh, called me and talked to me about the Lee's McRae and the program that he's started. And my uh, decision to come to Lee's McRae was because of him. Hmm. And yeah, and obviously. To be honest, because of a scholarship, because yeah. Limestone cut the program, and exactly in that moment, that week, we were going to 
a huge economy shut down back home that the money currency was going down like crazy every single day like back every back in morning. iran you're talking about yes yeah. yes like yeah they all happen in the same week which is like very uh weird if i if you're like thinking about it but everything happened so but i had to make a decision very soon because it was may already and all the uh, ncaa transfer portal was going crazy and everyone probably pretty much like all of the transfer or they sign so i had to make the decision and i had to, my last uh, final choice was uh, Liz Macre and two other schools one of them was from in california and the other one was in ohio but uh, i'm so happy I came to Liz Macri. I really like Coach Sean, and he was was one of my biggest reasons coming to Liz Macri was because of him, because of yeah, his uh, yeah, because of his background story in swimming. I was really excited to work with him. Yeah, and yeah. and for those that that don't know or haven't listened, we did a previous episode on Inside the Den with Coach Weddle, and he got to share in depth his own personal story as an athlete and coach i definitely encourage everybody to go back and listen to that episode because it's fantastic and we talk about you in that show and your first year here last year you know you helped really just plant the flag for lees mccray in the sport of swimming and conference carolinas because right out of the gate you won a conference championship so what was that like for you personally to come in and you know, one of the things also that Coach Weddle talked about was just your leadership, mm-hmm. your ma- your maturity. Uh, for two years yeah. and for that first year, and, and now this year, you're about to graduate. What what do you feel like? One did that. What did that feel like to win when you first came here? And then two, just your impact you've been able to have on the program, helping it to establish itself. Yeah, uh, let me first uh, talk about the conference champion. Uh, I did not practice butterfly until two months before conference champion last year wow so yeah first i came to lease my career the first couple of weeks we were just knowing each other coach Sean and i and other swimmers and he told me that he's uh after watching my butterfly he told me that there is something in my butterfly that if I prove that I can swim like much faster and he believed that I should try. So we are still working on my butterfly for, I would say uh, two or maybe three months. And I, I, I got the conference champion. I, mean, I was not really ready for that. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> I, surprise, yeah, surprise. I, yeah, yeah, really. I've been, I've been swimming freestyle for my whole life. I never tried any other uh, strokes, and that was just my stroke of 5,300 and sometimes 200 free. But Coach Sean found that butterfly out of, I would say, like, 18 years of swimming that I, I never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad about uh, 
the past year. It was a really good season. This year was a really good season. My time in season and, and in the, at the end of the season was very good. And uh, yeah, I tried. I really tried to help the team. Uh, I hope that I did. I mean, I'm not a good person to judge. You should probably ask other people in the team and coach on that if I was really good or not. But I really try, and we had a really good, uh, friendly team. We were really small last year, but we were very close and tried to help each other out. Yes. Well, it sounds like uh, that camaraderie paid off quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I know from talking with Coach Weddle, just the amount of work. And, I mean, to be a good swimmer at any level, and coll- collegiately or at the national team, you, yes. pour, you pour a lot of work into it. He shared his, uh, you know, training strategies, which were a little mm-hmm. bit unique. And, and it sounds like it, the team really gravitated toward it, towards it and, you know, executed a, a significant yeah. amount of PRs at that last conference championship you had here recently. Um, yes. You as a senior, you know, you're about to graduate soon. Uh, you did get to finish off your spring season, thank goodness. And, you know, you all ended it on a high note with all the PRs, but you're about to graduate. Uh, what are you studying at Lee's McRae and, uh, you know, what's your degree going to be in and what are you looking forward to doing with that degree? Yes. Uh, my major is health and wellness science, concentration, human performance. And I'm looking to continue in sport medicine field and I'm looking to finish in my uh, PT degree eventually Um, because that's what I what I love about I want to just know about human body human performance and just it's very always been very uh, interesting for me so uh, I take yeah. it you're you're looking for you're looking to maybe go into graduate school and pursue this even yes. further. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, good. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. you know that's that's in conjunction with, uh, you know, you're about to get married soon, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, share that. Like, what that uniquely is like for you, uh, getting married. I think this coming fall, but yet your parents, yeah. or your family's back in Iran. They're unable to come and participate and witness and just be a part of that joy for yes. you. Uh, how are you coping with that? Just that alone? I mean, yeah, uh, it's very hard. Valerie and I meet, I just want to uh, touch very briefly. Uh, Valerie and I meet each other back in Limestone. And, uh, but right now we are uh, getting married in a couple of months and my parents are not able to come here for the wedding or that's that's plus that I haven't seen them for a couple of years and it's very hard it's very hard for them and it's very hard for me but uh, I mean this is the, the life sometimes show you the different side <laughs> And you tried just, I'm trying to do, I'm trying, I mean, I cannot say I'm used to it, 
but that's the wrong word. I never get used to it. But we try to, we we are talking to each other every day. We have FaceTime. Uh, we pretty much two at least one time a day, or sometimes two times a day. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, we think about to do live stream for our wedding, and my parents are gonna be able to see the wedding live. But I wish, I wish uh, everything was okay around the world. Uh, they could come here. I mean, it's not only me. There right. is millions of me in the United States that they are in the same situation. I'm pretty sure there is millions of people like me all around the world. Yeah. Yeah. But I wish, well, and uh, I think that's something that gets lost on everyone uh, yes. for, you know, for us Americans. Just not realizing the impact of and the and the struggle, the difficulty that you made the decision to come to America, just like millions of other young people, and yes. that separation from your family, and and just the sacrifices that you and they make to to send you here, just the the, yes. the effort they have to go through to do that, and uh, and then being from you know Iran. Uh, which is a you know a country with the U.S. that doesn't have the best relationship, yeah. Uh, yeah. but you've made it work, and you're you've had a fantastic collegiate career here in America. You're yeah, about you. you're about to get married, yeah. uh, and and be here and go to graduate school, and so you've just got this incredible. You've been able to maintain and build this momentum in your life, and I think doing so on another continent in my view is yes. that's an incredible accomplishment thank you appreciate it thank you um so one final one final thing to sort of uh you know to to mm-hmm. touch on is just this what's happening to us right now you know you're a senior you're about to graduate yes. you, you didn't get as as affected uh competition wise like some of our other sports but how how is your family doing back home in Iran? Because the news has said it's it's really rough there in relation to yes. the virus. Uh, are they okay? And you know you know as you alluded to, I mean, even if you wanted to go go home or they wanted to come here, it it's not going to happen. You know, not yeah, you know yeah. but under the current circumstances. So yeah. how are, how are, how are they doing? And how are you handling it? And and what's that been like for you the last month or so? Uh, they are pretty, they are doing good. Yeah, they are just in quarantine like everyone else around the world and try to limit their contact in the publics. And uh, we are still talking to each other every day and try to uh, mentally support each other because I believe in these days, especially, the mental health is probably as important as the physical health is i agree with you because yeah because right now unfortunately all the countries they are dealing with some uh kind of enemy like a covid19 but in other side we have the economy Mm -hmm. is going down and millions billions of the people are around the world they don't have job they don't have money they don't have money to buy food so I think it's very good for us to be thankful for the life and every moment that we have we can spend with the family. And I am I'm really hoping that we pass in these dark days very soon. And 
all all the people around the world back in the normal life soon and hopefully i can be able to see my parents soon uh, yeah <laughs> well i hope so too Arsham, I look forward to that day to for you and and many others being able to go yeah, back home yeah. and and embrace their families and and that everybody's healthy and safe and sound and man I I I heard your story before you and I spoke and I just yes. so all these details just add up into uh, what I see is just a, a a fantastic story that others can learn from about how you Thank just you. Did make good decisions and you you follow your heart and uh, good things will work out and I believe they're going to continue to work out for you. So I really appreciate you sharing your story here on Inside the Den. Thank you. I really appreciate. It. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Thanks. To listen to this episode again or to find previous episodes, go to our website, lmcbombcats.com, or find us on SoundCloud by searching Lees McRae Athletics. And as always, go Bobcats.